0: hear it, receive and maintain it, may we completely realize the Tata Gata's true meaning. Gatha on opening the sutra is um, one of many, many forms in our practice that is an expression of um, wholehearted sincerity of intention. And um, so the intention to really listen fully and embody fully and Um, specifically here to understand completely what the Buddha realized uh, and the Buddha meant. and uh, We're coming up here on a Buddhist holiday, which is the um, Bodhi Day or uh, Rohatsu. It's called in Japanese, literally meaning the eighth day of the last month of the year. So it falls on December 8th. Um every year, <laughs> Rohatsu Ro means eight um, and so that's coming up not not this Wednesday but the wednesday after after that um, so I thought i'd talk a little bit about Rohatsu because this is the season, and we have these holidays, these traditions for um a reason. <laughs> lots of reasons, but really any uh, holiday tradition in any sphere that I can think of, there's a gift to be glistened uh, in in acknowledging the tradition in some way. We can let uh, Thanksgiving come and go with whatever that means to us and we can also take the opportunity to uh, do some gratitude practice. And in doing that, not only notice the nourishment contained in that activity uh, fed by that practice of gratitude, but also um, join the energy of others. Who are engaging in similar practices and when there's many engaging uh, that energy is amplified so we can also um, be nourished by be turned by uh, each other and we can add to add our own life energy to Uh, global intention. So with Rohatsu, uh, we're celebrating awakening. We're celebrating the Buddha's awakening. So this is the day when, as the story goes, the Buddha woke up uh, in a unusually complete way. And so our celebration here is multifaceted. We're celebrating the actualized potential that came forward in the Buddha. We're celebrating our own potential for awakening. We're tapping into our in that potential and here what I mean by faith is our absolute confidence in the realness of this potential this idea that in this very body in this very life I can wake up and the potentials there to wake up to the um, extent that the Buddha did. So um, or I just think of it as like, optimal clarity and compassion. So we're celebrating, uh, for one, that potential. Uh, we're also celebrating the Buddha's vow that brought him to the foot of the Bodhi tree. So the vow to see clearly, the vow to see uh, what the solution might be to suffering, the vow to do this, not only for me, but for everybody. So similarly here, um, similarly to what I had to say about uh, celebration of potential. So we're noticing that the Buddha had this vow and then we're checking in with our own deep vow or vows and what brings us to the cushion and what might be nourished or strengthened or, um honored there, honored there, you know, even in just noticing something about what brings us to the cushion, and maybe something about how that's not just about um for my own like hedonistic kind of satisfaction, or so I feel good, but also about um so I'm. You know, some people say, so I'm not a jerk in my daily life. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's about others, too. Um, so checking in with our own aspiration for practice and celebrating that as not separate from the Buddha's own vow seed. And celebrating that this is manifest in us. And nourishing it so it can grow. Mm, celebrating awakening. And then, thirdly, here, celebrating uh, determination. So, celebrating the Buddha's determination to, as the story goes, really sit under that tree um, all night, or actually, night after night. Um, and encounter all the same obstacles we encounter on the cushion our our determination to sit 25 minutes or 40 minutes or and of course all over the country and all over the world um, people are doing various kinds of retreats Um, for some communities this might be even the one time a year where they would do a um, lawn retreat. So we celebrate awakening, we celebrate all of this by doing zazen. And we don't have a retreat scheduled um, with this group, but um, we will be doing, kind of kicking off our new Form our new first Sunday of the month form by doing some extra sitting next Sunday. So, the way that will work is we'll do um, a, I'll work out the timing so that we end at the usual time, but we'll do 35 or 40 minutes of sitting and then we'll do um, about 8 to 10 minutes of walking. Um, or if you stretch or use the restroom, you know, whatever you do off camera. And then uh, we'll do another 35 to 40 minutes and we won't talk. So that'll be a kind of mini uh, rohatsu celebration on Sunday, December 5th. And so we celebrate by doing zazen. So, this might be a time where you want to personally do some extra zazen, whatever that means in the context of your practice. Uh, and, or you might choose to look again at your regular practice and whether um, your Usually when I look at my regular practice, um, I want to see if I can find a way to do some more sitting. I don't imagine that's the case with everybody, but maybe just look and see if um, what I'm, the time and energy I'm devoting to practice is in alignment with my vows. And what I want to be using my life energy for Um, and what I need to feel like I'm really in alignment, in alignment with all that we might call vow. And then as we uh, sit zazen during rohatsu season, um, so those that are sitting a longer retreat, some of those will start, I imagine most of those will start this coming weekend so that december 8th is actually part of the part of the week or some might start as soon as um tuesday or wednesday maybe and end on december 8th so we're in the season so know that as you're engaging and sitting and contemplating this season however you're doing that that there's others all around the world doing the same thing and so you are um, literally, like whether you've stood up and said, you know, I identify as a Buddhist or not, you're uh, you're practicing in this lineage stream, and you are um, nourished by the energy of others, and you're adding to that energy that nourishes others. Um, with an intention around the world to celebrate awakening. Mm. And there are, if you're looking for a long retreat, especially in these COVID times, there's the opportunity to um, do those online with various communities. Um, Sometimes when people are looking to uh, fly out for retreat or other practice, Um, I remind folks, and I'll just remind you here that if you ever want to kind of check out this or that community with me to see if I've heard anything kind of good, bad, or otherwise, um, because I would really like everybody kind of practicing in a healthy, wholesome place and way, um, I'm available for that. I'd say with online retreats, um... There's the, you know, we might talk about the downsides of not being in person for a retreat, but the upside is if there's kind of something fishy or off going on with the communities or the teachings, you have that much more space by uh, being on a computer screen. Uh, So less of a pressure cooker, and that can have... Positive and negative aspects to it. So, yep, I want to encourage people to mark Rohatsu in some way and then notice how that is nourishing. Um, thank you. And we'll do the four principles of practice. principles of practice caught in a self-centered dream only suffering